SEO this week, episode 102. Hey everyone, Clint Butler here. I am back for another episode. SEO. And we are pretty excited. So the chat bar is working, the stream is going, and the sites are made. So we'll just go ahead and get into the meat of what's going on with the show. Uh, we'll go over the news. Uh, and then uh, give you your tip and have you on your way for another week. <laughs> hey, Stephen, how you doing? The shirt says, it's not gay if it's TSA. I love this shirt. You wear it around here. Uh, I used to wear it around Washington uh, in the Seattle area, if you don't know, really liberal. And if you want to trigger some people and buy a shirt like this and walk around in a liberal town, it's pretty funny. Uh, here in Arizona, everyone just laughs. So it works out. So let's go. Uh, I want to get on with the news. The uh, it's not too horrible this week. Um, I only got five stories, so you know, it should go by pretty quick. Uh, and I think you'll appreciate some of the stuff. The uh, first one is the Google fixed the knowledge graph panel hack. If you don't know what this is, you used to be able to go in there and play with the URLs, and then you can do a search. Uh, and then trigger it to pop a, a knowledge graph. So in this example, Barry Schwartz, who owns Google, and he popped in there that little card, uh, that rich snippet card, saying that he owned it. It's funny. You can get to play around. You can joke with people and send that off to him. Supposedly, although I've never heard of one instance where it was actually happened, people were sending these off and then and and using those in their sales tools. Uh, or ripping people off. Again, I have never seen one instance of that happening. Who's to say whether it happens or not? My guess is probably way less than what this clown made it out to be. Um, but, you know, he's a white hat news reporter who doesn't do SEO. He just reports on SEO. And he saved the day because he uh, published an article and Google said, all right, fine, we'll fix this little thing. It, you know, it, it was a cool thing to do. It was just kind of fun. You can have, have some fun with Google, uh, and, um, and mess around with your friends if you wanted to, etc. Again, they touted it as something that people were using to rip people off, which I think is complete crap. Uh, that's just the stance of the whole, um, hardcore white hat crowd, uh, to show how people are manipulating Google and, and ripping people off, which is, you know, it's just overblown garbage so that they can sell their SEO stuff. Um, but, you know, it's fixed now. So what are we to do? Well, frankly, we are to we can use uh, Photoshop or you can still use a uh, Google Chrome dev tools, play around with the source code in the deck tools and change the search results to the way you want them to. Uh, you can open up one of the search terms that brings the card out, get the card script, open up the search term that you want it, use DevTools and bring it out uh, and uh, put it in there. And it'll look like it's natural there. Make a Photoshop, make a, yeah, make a screenshot of it. So they, honestly, you know, the search engine uh, roundtable didn't save anybody. There's still ways to have fun with your friends, et cetera. Um, Again, they, they, they didn't show one credible instance of where someone was using these search results to rip people off So, uh, with this knowledge graph thing. And it was just, you know, again, it was, it was something fun, something you can you can play around with and uh, uh, and build with if you wanted to or a link to you or whatever. And just, you know, highlighting the information that's in Google. So um, it is what it is. They saved us. I hope you feel saved, Stephen. Next post is uh, by bloggingwizard.com. This is actually a pretty good site. I was kind of clicking around and seeing some of the other stuff in there. Uh, you can see their paid model is VIP content. Okay, whatever. Um, but this topic kind of hits close to home because I'm doing this exact thing myself. This is testing various uh, WordPress SEO plugins. Uh, number one is because most of them are designed for beginners, uh, and that's who... Um, will buy these things to make their SEO, quote-unquote, easier for them. Uh, and then, two, can looking at it from an advanced SEO's perspective. So, you know, like Stephen and I would have different requirements for an SEO plugin than, say, someone who's just started SEO today or a, a website owner who's trying to do SEO themselves. They need all the advantages they can get, right? They can't research all, all of the stuff. So... 
they rely on an SEO plugin. And I wanted to, to see which one would help my target, which is, which is people who already know how to do SEO. They already know how to do schema and all that other stuff, and they just want a tool that would make it a, a little bit easier. I don't want it to do them for them. Just, just make it a little bit easier. Uh, and from that perspective, that's how I looked at these SEO plugins. So the ones in here is all-in-one SEO pack. I've never been a fan of it anyway, so I don't even talk about it. Uh, and then the pro version. Then Yoast, the free one used to be really good, and then they kind of chopped its nuts off a little bit, made it a little bit less valuable. Uh, and then they have the premium version. Now, the premium one is the one that I was typically using on most of my sites, uh, and it wasn't too horrible. You know, there are some plugins to take some of the bloat out of here, here. And mainly what I say bloat is just added some extra code that maybe some people just don't want or need. Um, so there are some things to get some of that out of there. Uh, like I said, and the premium one was okay. What I don't like is paying $89 a year for a site uh, and then getting minimal support from the people that are, are building it. So if I say, hey, look, I want an easy way to turn off your uh, schema without having to go in and delete all the blocks and then that's turning it off. Why don't you just give me an on-off switch? That would be cool. Um, so... And then uh, I use the redirects here. I use the pulls from Search Console. Those work pretty good. Uh, and I use the sitemaps and the features inside. But I turned off the SEO analysis. I turned off the readability analysis, the cornerstone content, the text link counters. Turned all that crap off. Just didn't need it. So I had a just to me eighty nine dollars a month for paying for what I was using when I can build it for free is kind of kind of pointless. So I didn't like that one. SEO framework. This one was okay. Um, it pretty much does the same thing as the rest of them. There are some extensions and you get it for free, etc. Um, not really in the fan of the color stuff because it's all subjective uh, per keyword, and you can't just create a tool that's going to. Um, well, you can create a tool that'll generalize things based off of what you know or basic fundamentals. Um, but I prefer to go keyword to keyword and narrow that down. So uh, this kind of data where all of the color blocks and et cetera just wouldn't be any good to me. SEO Press, I'm using this one now on uh, clintbutler.net, and I have it on Digitalear as well. Still playing with it. I have the pro version. The um, it's you know the judgment's still out there. There's some things that... Uh, I don't like already is the extra optimization stuff. I wish I didn't have to have it on. It's just kind of pointless to me. I, I minimize it in my posts. Um, it's the good part about having it there is because if I don't have H1, H2 tags and et cetera, then I kind of see that that's popped up in this stuff uh, in the words counters just as a reminder checklist, but that's, uh, I guess, you know, if when I'm outsourcing content and having, uh, or having a VA put something up, then, that's useful to have there, but for the most part, I really wouldn't use it. Or I already have it uh, when I'm using Page Optimizer Pro and Quora to figure out what I need there. Um, other than that, the schema is actually pretty good. I selected this because they have the, uh, um, what's it called, Dublin Core. Uh, they use Dublin Core markup in there as well. Uh, I'll show you my results from, from leveraging Dublin Core uh, when I can duplicate it on a few more sites. Uh, just say that uh, if you don't have a, um, an, a system to implement Dublin Core on your website, you should probably go ahead and knock that out and get started with that uh, and then submit your websites to Bing. So I'll leave it at that. You can kind of figure out what my testing is showing <laughs> just from that statement. So. Uh, and then um, let's see what else was up with this one. The structured data, they're doing a pretty good job, probably more than most on implementing structured data within the SEO tool versus having to have a structured data plugin uh, and an SEO one. Uh, the, the downside is that they're not keeping up with the updates that Google uh, is putting out in schema. And in my opinion, if you're going to have that stuff there, then it should be up to date. You know, I should not just have just the basics. You as a business owner should want to give me extra. 
Um, and right now, still hands down, it's a schema app uh, for me or hard coding. Uh, schema app adapts really well. Uh, and then hard coding, hard coding, you're just going to be all right. Uh, question from the chat is double core. It's called Dublin core. So Dublin core markup. If you go to the schema press one, you'll see it. But basically, you have, meta, you have the meta markups, right? Meta tags, meta descriptions, et cetera. Uh, you have your OG tags, and then you have doubling core. Doubling core uh, is the it's the sciencey version of OG essentially. Is and there's a lot of research websites there's, and uh, that are taking that in and using that even more, even though it's felt unpopular on the, the Google side. And so, um, and Bing is adapting more to the. Uh, they're just looking for another way to show authority and trust, uh, and I think. Based off of what I've seen so far, they're using Dublin Core to do that. Um, so, again, that's still too early right now. It's completely pure theory, uh, but I think that's what's happening. This one I have not seen. If any of my uh, viewers have seen this one, uh, it's called Rank Math. Uh, apparently, it just came out. I think I'll check it out, it, it, but it looks you know simplistic. It's got some stuff in there, images, etc. Uh, and the handling of the tools, kind of like what everyone else is doing. Um, hopefully, the, what it will do is allow me to turn off all this testing crap uh, and to just keep minimalistic to what an advanced SEO needs. Um, but I'm not sure. I, again, I haven't used it, so um, it'll be something to check out. And then... Um, there's some rich snippet tools that you can go along with this too, but I'm going to stay on, on, on these SEO ones. What I'm thinking of doing is actually just creating one of these myself that does <laughs> the, the bare knuckle basics of going through here. Let me, let me highlight. I want a web one that will allow me to mess with the title and meta tags, uh, make sure that I'm in the counts and give me all this stuff normal. That's what I want it to do. And then I only want it to do that. I don't want it to analyze my crap or any of that stuff. Tied into that, I want to have a the plugin implement schema for me. So I don't have to write the code. I just fill in the blanks, right? Uh, the trick is being able to create the plugin that will do that uh, and then give you all the options for that schema. So why leave opportunities open if it's uh, if you don't have to? Um, so I'm I'm looking at getting that plugin so made, and then on top of that, it's going to also do the uh, the redirects is going to tie into Google Search Console, uh, and it's going to tie into um, doing the the sitemap similar in the way Yoast does them because I like the Yoast sitemaps versus the, the generic XML pure layout one. So um, that's my plan. Uh, hopefully it works out. Um, I don't, whether I sell it or give it away, who knows. Uh, but I think uh, it'll be better for SEOs, peeps like us. Um, also, I'm going to give it a, an, op an option where it adds to the head your handwritten schema code. Uh, so if you don't want to use the tool generated schema code, just turn it off and then it'll already have in there your hand a block so you can add per page if you want to, per page, per post, your own handwritten code. So now you only have one plugin that's going to do three things essentially for you uh, versus, you know, you know, hacking together systems kind of like what we're doing right now to in order to leverage plugins. I think it's going to work out. Uh, the trick is... Uh, keeping schema up to date for what Google's looking at uh, and just making sure that, you know, we're not um, trying to do too much, trying to analyze and trying to assume things. So, again, these pro plugins are great for some people. Um, really, right now, I'm just kind of, I think I've outgrown them. Uh, so, if you're like, if you're into that same position, just kind of keep up with what I'm doing. This one's pretty cool. I don't know if you guys knew this. I didn't know it until I found it, is that Google has an indexing API. Now, right now, it's only supposed to be used for job posting sites and live stream structured data. If you've never done SEO for a lot, for a job posting site, I can tell you it's a pain uh, keeping the indexing up because there's so many job posts and you're pulling in from these APIs to publish and create your job posting site. Uh, so this 
API will let you submit 200 uh, new job offers. Essentially, I'm just going to stay on topic of the jobs thing a day. Now, what the author here did is he actually added his own site into it and plugged it in and created the implementation to plug into that API. Uh, he's not using in excess of 200 posts a day, so it's not really hurting anything, uh, but it's using it beyond what he's supposed to do. I think it's actually uh, pretty cool, and hopefully uh, if they can figure out a way to implement this in such a way to tie it into a specific website, um, it'll allow us to get better indexing of our money sites, and we can avoid having to go in the search console all the time and manually submitting uh, pages individually or new site maps, uh, which can be really cumbersome when you're talking about a page. Like we're working on a site now that has 400,000 pages in it, and we've got to get all that indexed. Um, that's, you know, you know, it's a pain. So why not? leverage this API thing. I think it's cool. Hopefully they don't kill it. Hopefully they expand it and hopefully we can find a way to uh, leverage it better uh, and effectively for, you know, for our, our big sites, our main money sites. Uh, and then on the black hat side, we can figure out a way to, to leverage uh, sites that we're tied into it to get some of our links uh, index as well, or at least crawled. I'm, I'm, I'm of the argument that as long as Google has crawled it, uh, then it knows it's there. So you're either going to get credit for it or not. Uh, and if they index it and then it falls out, that's okay. Uh, everyone knows there's a couple. There's the search engine you see, or the search results you see, and the data set you don't. Uh, and as long as it's in that data set you don't and you're getting credit for the backlink, then who cares if it's indexed? So I just want them to see it the first time. So um, this might be a way to do that. Uh, that's new beyond, you know, the stuff that everyone's doing now, submitting to indexers or submitting to Google or something, et cetera. So pretty cool. Check it out. He does go a little bit into the, how he does it. Uh, you might need a dev to actually read this though and make sure everything's implemented properly just because there's a lot of code and stuff. I know I do. I'm big the monkey. Uh, I haven't figured out all of this stuff yet. So I'll just get our dev to implement it and we'll see what's going on. Uh, converting keywords to uh, link authority. It's actually a pretty interesting article, kind of heady. Um, but it's just basically using your keywords and how to uh, and promoting your, your website a, a little bit better. At the end of the day, I think it's a lot about on page uh, and then you're gaining your authority by increasing your on page. And then because your on page is so spot on, you're going to rank well and then you rank well. So you're going to get some promotion uh, links uh, in, a, in a white hat way uh, and thus increasing the authority of your website and you rank better. Right. So. Uh, that's it's the kind of the age old. This is just another way uh, of looking at it. I think it's pretty pretty good. Um, and then we'll go actually right into our daily tip. Uh, I'm going to give it in a second. And then the final one is five most common article types. I like these just because you want to. This is something that you want to hand out to your boss uh, and talk about content marketing or hand out to your clients, and it'll be like, look. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's a piece of content that says uh, that these are working. Uh, and right now, the you know business community, um, well, I think is most of the site is user contributed, but it's okay. Uh, you just hand that over and say, look, here's the five types. Here's why they're good. Um, he's already made the argument for you, so uh, that's pretty good. If you if you want to know, there's roundup articles, how to use guides, uh, comparison articles, and where's the other one? There's the other one, lists. So, and those are all easy pieces of content to write. So, I think it's pretty good. So, if the live viewers have any questions about the five articles that I went over, now's a good time. Uh, that way, I don't lose track of what I'm doing. I'm going to stop the screen sharing and turn on my ugly mug and open up. Some keyword research stuff. Uh, you love that. Uh, 
Now I'm going to show the different version of the screen here. I wanted to do uh, keyword research just because it seemed timely for the tip of the week. And basically, what everyone does is they look in here. Uh, they'll type their search term. In this case, we're going to use Roofing Miami. Uh, I use keywords everywhere. You can see the search volume uh, and kind of guesstimate how much traffic it's getting. And then you go ahead and find some more stuff. One thing that most people don't do, and if you're uh, a follower of Chris Records, you're going to recognize this method immediately. Um, but one thing most people don't do is actually visit the websites that the, the niche that they're targeting. So I'm going to show you what I do um, to find more keywords, and it helps me make sure that I am on point and relevant. And it also, in my opinion, helps your SEO a little bit. So I'm going to use manual geolocation. If you don't know, this plugin is actually pretty good. Um, the standard version that you can download does not work anymore because the API in there is broken. So I hacked it, put my own API in there, and now it works for me. So, ha. Ah. Uh, and then I'm going to go in here. And we're going to choose Miami because my target is going to be Miami. If you didn't know before from previous episodes back in August, we were doing Miami roofing. So why not do this all again? Uh, and then I'm going to refresh that. So I'm going to scroll down here and use precise location. You see it changed to Miami, Florida. If you didn't see that, go real quick. Uh, and then I want to see what comes up for Miami. So roofing Miami. It gets uh, 26, 260 searches a month. You're like, hey, that's exciting. Let's get that. However, people in Miami are getting used to getting local search results. So if I'm in Miami and I'm looking for roofing, I'm going to go, let's just say roofing. I'm going to look for roofing. And then Google's going to say 246,000, which is exciting because it adds a little up. Uh, in the reporting, but again, we all know that that's not the case. So these numbers you kind of play with. Uh, and then what you want to do is go through these actual websites. So we're going to look at just one or two. I'm going to look at these two. So uh, open that one up and open this one up. First off, let's look at the title tags. What are they targeting? Miami roofer. Look, he searched search for roofing. I got local results, Miami Roofing, number one. Um, so there's kind of a lesson there to you uh, when you're targeting local. Uh, and then roofing in Miami, again, as only as I searched for roofing, local results, roofing in Miami, it showed up. So, and then let's see who else is doing it. Roofing, roofer, roofing, 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 roofing. Roofing. So roofing is a good term to target. Everyone's targeting it, right? Uh, and then roofer, which is a variation of it. Shingles, there's only one instance. There's best and best, but I don't see. And there's best. Uh, so that's not there. Roof repair is there. Uh, roofers is there. Uh, but I don't see anything else that kind of stands out. So... We want to look in here, and these guys are going to tell us some more keywords. So we have best roofing, uh, we have roofing, we have roof roofer, we have roof repair. Uh, let's see, here's roofing, roofing industry, roofing services. Roofing services might be one to look at. Uh, search in Google for it. Roofing services, 4000 a month. That would be pretty good. You might add that to your list. Uh, roofing services, Miami, that's even more long tail. But again, I just showed you, uh, if I'm in Miami, I'm looking for roofing services. I'm not going to type roofing services, Miami, for the most part. I'm going to type roofing services and get the local results. Um, so let's see what else. There's nothing else there. Looking at roofing services. So roof repair we already have. Roof replacement. That's a new one. Re-roofs. I don't see a lot of people searching for that. Let's look at it. Re-roofs. 18 a month. That's kind of a waste. So I wouldn't even bother. Um, you could do a, an hours campaign and, and check it out and see if there are actually people searching for it. Shingle roof conversions, metal roof flat. These are these come in handy if your area has a specific type. Like in Arizona, we have tile. 
especially here in Yuma, it's mostly tile, tile or or uh, a, um, you know that mud tile or cement. Like my roof is cement, and that's what primarily everyone has. So if I was targeting Yuma, I would have uh, cement roofs on there. Metal roofs, maybe you don't really see a whole lot of those unless you're you know, building an oven uh, here. And then commercial roofing is a good option too. So we're going to stick with commercial roofing. So roof repair, roof replacement, and commercial roofing uh, are some good ones to add on to here. And then also, while I'm here, I want to look at what is the primary CTA that the website is looking for. Um, and this one is designed for, quote, Roofs are roofing is expensive and you people don't like getting on the phone. So this is actually might be pretty good um, You'd have to look at all 10 or 20 to see a, a consistent CTA um, Obviously, they would like to get phone calls first, but most people are going to ask for an estimate first anyway So why not put the form and again, you see that form here, too. So the call to action is kind of the same There's roofing services roofing company residential roofing company. We've seen that uh, a listing of the city, so they got some relevance for Miami. Uh, that's there, and then some reviews. I don't see much else standing out there. So let's look at the roofing services that they have. They're gonna make a search. So roof expert roofing, waterproof flashing. Not too much. So they're going straight for roofing. They're just saying, hey, if you need roof repair, you're gonna find a roofer or roofing. So. Um, I guess that kind of works too. It might be able to rank for multiple things. I don't know. Let's see if they're ranking for multiple terms in our roof repair. If you haven't seen this tool before, it's SerpWorks. Pretty cheap uh, and really handy tie into SEMrush. So, Miami roofing, roofing costs, roofing replacement costs. It looks like they have a guide in here. And this is ranking for multiple pages. So it's pretty good. You just do a guide on your, and then rank it for multiple keywords, which is not a bad idea. Uh, roofing, roofing, roof finance. Yeah, but they're not specifically targeting roof repair, et cetera. So uh, they may be losing out a little bit, just depending on the amount of tra actual traffic that they're getting from the, the roofing and the Miami roofing uh, search terms. So. There could be an opportunity there for that client uh, if you want to take them on. So really, at the end of the day, that's that's the tip of the week. Get into the search results and look for more keywords versus just plugging into uh, something like this and assuming just based off a of search volume that those are the ones you want to go to. Uh, you're going to find a couple of things. One, you're going to find buyer's intent. You're going to find better keywords to target. You're going to find uh, the long tail uh, terms that are actually going to convert for you. And more specifically, you're going to find the right call to action to be optimized for. So if your roofer's website is optimized for the phone call and everyone else is optimized for the request for quote, then you should probably change that. Uh, and that will help you uh, immensely provide more value to the client. And it might actually increase your rankings too. I won't say that UI changes are specifically for SEO, but I will adapt SEO uh, best practices into my UI changes to help with the copy, et cetera, uh, where and if possible, because that just leads to a happier client, a better relationship with the client, right? So um, again, we're SEOs, we do ranking and traffic. We're not conversion rate optimizers. Um, but if we know a little bit more and we can say, hey, from my experience of dealing with the 100 SEO or 100 roofing clients that I have, uh, that you should not have a form up there. You should have or you should not have your phone number call me now. You should have a form to generate that free estimate. And then it turns out that's the case and you get some improvement and more signups from them. Uh, they're going to be happy. and Now you're a winner. So this is all really basic stuff. Uh, it's not, you know, rocket science, and you don't need a tool, so you don't need a keyword tool. Um, but keyword tools help, so you know, just kind of uh, use this as your first step. You get a list, go find the traffic volume, and make sure you're not wasting any money. Um, if you have a PPC budget, you plug all of those into a uh, pay-per-click campaign, uh, and then 
uh, find out the true in your service area the words that are actually really getting traffic volume based off of your impression numbers um, that doesn't cost a lot by the way you can spend 50 bucks and really get some really good data um, and you can also turn that into leads hopefully for your client at the same time so you've got an instant win uh, and then you shape your seo campaign around that term and you'll be good to go so that is the tip of the week uh let's go into the questions let's see clint this is from christopher ramsey what are your thoughts on duplicate content on a site and on other sites have you seen any issues especially on your own site city pages like changing the keywords first off local rules are different than everyone else's rules so um, if you're not using canonical properly on an e-commerce site and you have 50, one product with 50 different colors, that can create issues for you on an e-commerce site, right? On the local sites, the rules are a little bit different. Well, they're really a lot different from pretty much everyone else's, and you can get away with doing that. So if I wanted to, let's say this one was Miami, and I want to duplicate it and make one for San Antonio uh, and another one for the other 500 major cities in, in the United States, uh, and turn this into the, the you know the home advisor for roofers, then I, you can do it. The the problem with duplicate content comes um, when again on the e-commerce thing we talked about that. That was the big JC pennies, the big issues they were creating on those lenders, um, and when it gets to the points where it's almost completely exactly the same. Uh, at, at a big scale targeting the same area uh, so if i do 100 landers for miami and they're all the same now i have issues right but if i'm doing 100 standard landers for 100 cities and all i'm changing is things like miami's most uh, most trusted roofing company um and i'm changing you know some other things here like miami's restaurant i'd change that uh and you know, I probably changed the images too, just to make sure that it was related to that area, um, which can be a little bit expensive unless you're using some, um, you know, some like uh, what you might call it, like com, Creative Commons images. But beyond that, you really don't have to change a whole lot, and you can enter into new cities. Um, and I have never, I have not seen a problem doing that yet. What would be cool is you save yourself a little bit of that drama and you create a mass site of all of the using a page optimizer pro and Cora, create a page, duplicate that, optimize it for each of the cities in a mass site that you don't really care about, just buy a cheap old generic domain, throw it in there and find out where your easy winners are, and then create those pages versus just going out and creating uh 100 pages for each city so now instead of creating 100 pages and finding images for 100 pages etc uh, i only got to create like 10 and i know i'm going to rank right off the bat uh, and then build from there and just copying and changing copying and changing copying and changing uh, and you can build your site up pretty quickly it will get a significant amount of really good rankings uh following that process versus just you know making a page copying it and then trying to rank it at like that so um, when i do them i create one i create my template i rank it i know what i have to do to rank it and then i build out all the rest of them find the easy winners and then go out and rank those as it goes um, and it's just something that will help you uh, scale a website a lot faster as needed if um, without having to worry about duplicate content issues next part of this question have you seen any issues again no uh especially on your own site see pages nope so i guess we're all set with there we got all of christopher's questions <laughs> uh let's see all right that's it i think uh going to end it there again i don't have a guest this week i'm still working hopefully the audio is better this week um, i haven't heard any complaints in the chat so um I had to, what I found out is one, the gain was almost turned all the way up on my uh, microphone last week. Uh, so that caused that uh, kind of a yell in the recordings. And so hopefully that's that's fixed now. 
Um, we are looking at buying another computer, so I'll have to flip my desk around uh, so I can throw up the background so you have something other to look at uh, than me. Um, and, you know, my bike jacket and the cat's food. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll flip that around. Uh, and then uh, we'll be looking at bringing on a co-host. I don't know who I want to do it. Kyle Roof and I talked about doing one together, but uh, we might just, uh, that plan was to actually start a whole fresh um, uh, podcast. Uh, might have Ted on here, but he's really busy too. And I think maybe people are getting tired of Ted because he's over on uh, White Hat versus Black Hat. Um, all the time too, and then he does some other cameos on some other stuff. Uh, but white hat versus black hat might be. Um, <laughs> Chase, Chase Rainier, no. <laughs> you know, hey, look, let's go. Let's talk about that whole Chase Rainier thing. If you guys don't know, uh, Chase Rainier is a SEO. He became popular back in the. Uh, I want to say two years ago, there was a service called Blab, uh, and it was a live streaming service where, you know, like Steve and Christopher, they could all jump online, and we just have this conversation. Uh, and it wasn't like Hangouts, but it was kind of like Hangouts. Uh, he became popular there, and then he started doing videos on YouTube, kind of grew his following, uh, linked up with Josh. Uh, started white hat versus black hat and then once his audience in my opinion once his audience was um, once he pulled the people from his relationship with Josh into his um, his own audience circle uh, he kind of disappeared out of white hat versus black hat and that's when I came in and helped him out uh, and then uh, recently he put an article out saying that he ranked a website without backlinks, uh, which, you know, I've ranked pages without backlinks and I've openly shared the pages that I've done that without backlinks, but I guarantee you that's not something that uh, I could do on a regular. I have to have backlinks. Uh, and it also turned out that the screenshot that he showed to prove it was Photoshopped. So, <laughs> so uh, and when you Photoshop something and you use it on the mo one of the most popular SEO tools in the market and you share the domain name and don't think someone else is going to run it, uh, you're kind of a, a tool and you're going to get what's coming to you. Uh, and Chase had probably, what, two weeks? What do you say? Two weeks, Stephen? That, that was uh, pretty rough uh, on him. Uh, but, you, you know, you, you, when you make bold accusations like that or bold assertions and then you base it off of, uh, of fake stuff uh, and you get called out on it, that's just, you know, that's the risk that, that goes along with it. So um, Chase and I don't agree on SEO probably about 99% of him. I completely disagree on everything. I have seen his uh, site audits, and the reason I have seen them is because the people that paid for him to do them have come to me to do their SEO uh, and showed me their site audits. And, and, and quite frankly, the one that he did in a, in a group uh, was not what he is giving out now. Uh, but in my opinion, it's my humble, respectful opinion, uh, they're pretty much the same quality. It's just, you know, okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's just, you know, that's my thoughts on Chase. I don't, I don't hate the guy. He's a good marketer. He's built a brand with videos, etc. Um, I haven't been able to pull that off. So, uh, so he did so more power to him. Uh, I just, uh, you know, that's just our, just the way it is, his life. So, um, personally to me, the way that he was treated by the SEO community as a result of that though, uh, went over the line, uh, and I think we as SEOs spend way more time uh, tearing each other apart than we do actually testing stuff and, and making sure that the stuff that we're spewing out of our trap holes is actually working. Um, there are very few people doing it. Uh, there are very few people doing it, and there's even 
let's say that there's very few people who are saying they're doing it, and there's even very few people from that number <laughs> that are actually doing it themselves uh, versus reporting on what other people are saying. I will straight up tell you most of my testing comes out of uh, SIA. Uh, and then I do some specific things for myself. So I'm not going to just pass on. I, I will pass on things that they tell me. Whatever. That's, you know, that's life. That's how it is. Just know that. So if the SIA tests it and it works, then I'm going to pass it on to you. Uh, and that SIA is Search Intelligence um, Agency, I think is the name of it, for going by right now. Uh, or I'll tell you my own stuff that I have tested. Um, I don't have... Uh, like fake groups and I'm, and I'm not here to make money uh, off of SEO this week. This is my way of giving back to the community of people that have helped me out. Uh, so I keep the show uh, and I'll keep it running until no one shows up anymore. It's just, you know, cause I like doing it. So that's that. So hopefully that long back when back wood story kind of <laughs> uh, shows you up and what's going on with you know, Chase Rainier since you brought it up. <laughs> Okay, do you guys have any other questions? The live the live chat viewers, if you guys have any other questions, I got like 15 more minutes so I can hang out and, and talk with you guys. Um, or if you want like topics for that to cover up, etc. Since you show up, you get to pick the topics. <laughs> um, uh, otherwise, I'm just going to have to invent stuff to talk about every week. So that works out. And opportunities going. Let me give you guys a chance to type, but not very long. It's going. Close these windows. Okay, no more questions. No big deal. Uh, again, I will this. Oh, see, there you go. Steve and Stephen Buchanan, what's the number one way to make money online? <laughs> Niche sites, YouTube. Oh, man. Let's tell you, here's how I started out. Uh, a lot of people know this, but some people don't. I started out doing online marketing because I was a network marketer. Um, I used to promote uh, Numus Coins, and then I also used to promote Herbalife. Herbalife, I didn't like, but I spent more money promoting Herbalife uh, than I did uh, Nemus Coins. Uh, so from there, that's how I got into to digital stuff. So um, network marketing, while it does have the, the whole pyramid schemes uh, um, kind of stigma to it, is essentially nothing more than affiliate marketing and being a super, super affiliate. Or another way to look at it is being a franchisee or being a master franchisor, which is all, all three of those models are essentially the same. You sign up with the company and you can either sell the, the business as a master franchisor or as a super affiliate. You sell the business or you sell the products or you can do both. Uh, or you can just be the franchisor or just a, an affiliate where you sell other people's products. So I think honestly that model is still the number one way to make money online um cbd oil is the hot and famous market right now to get involved into um so if you want to look at a long-term really long-term business that won't get shut down uh it won't make you a whole lot of money right now um but over the long term, it will, and it will create a multiple stream of income for you. Look into that network marketing slash affiliate slash franchise model online uh, and, and do it like that. That's that's the number one way. Uh, I like to have multiple streams of income, so I have my own agency. I run another agency, and I do affiliate stuff. Uh, and I'm getting into software development and starting my own course. So now I'm stacking that up. So, you know, tomorrow I get fired because the agency is like, ah, we've, we hired some people from India and they do better than you. Well, cool. I, I, you know, I got the other stuff, <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll hurt. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it'll still, you know, cool. You know, so, um, kind of look at it 
that way. Um, let's see. Furman said Jordan is convinced that GMBs is the way to go. Right now, GMBs is popular way to make money. Um, especially if you know how to verify a lot of them, you can turn that into PPL. Uh, and if the phone calls that your GMBs are generating are better than the home advisors and the Angie's list, et cetera, which from my understanding from my clients that use those, that, you know, that bar is not set really high. Um, then right now, yeah, you can make a lot of money doing that. And so if you, uh, you know, if you want to get into that PPL model, then go for it. The problem with doing that and basing only on GMBs is, uh, Google's going to change the rules. Google's going to change the way verifications are done. Google's going to change the, the maps thing. As Google Home Services comes out, um, I bet you if that expands, if they find a way to verify beyond having Indian call centers verify U.S. businesses uh, and they expand that into all of the, the niche markets, uh, I bet you Google Maps and the local pack go away. Um that's what I foresee. And then, so the organic is going to be back. They're going to have the home services ads. If it doesn't stay up at top, it will replace that map pack look. Uh, and then they'll have organic. Uh, I think so long term, I bet you you're going to see Google Maps go away. Um, at least in the organic results. I think that's what they're driving to. Because um, maps cost a lot of money. That's why they're charging for the API now. Um and, uh, you know, they are providing a service and directions and everything else, but so are a lot of people. Uh, I think so, you know, I I would just watch, I, you know, get into it now. Get the maps now. We're doing maps too. Uh, make that money now, but don't rely only on that uh, or you're, you're going to be paying for it. Let's see. Let's go back here. And then YouTube obviously is really cool. You, you can just always make money on YouTube. You know, film your dog taking a crap out in the backyard and say, look how he is. And somebody's going to watch it. So go ahead and try it. Uh, they haven't made it harder, though, with the partner program where you have to have X amount of views and X amount of subscribers to actually start getting paid. Uh, and that, we can thank the, uh, the YouTube spammers for that one. Uh, you're welcome. Because I used to be a YouTube spammer, <laughs> uh, but you know, again, it's probably at the same time it's pretty good. Because if you're making, you have enough subscribers and you have enough views, uh, then you're probably going to make some decent change uh, out of YouTube and hopefully be able to scale it. Next question is, hey Clint, what are your thoughts on people doing mass GMB verification with the Loophole close anytime this month? Everyone keeps saying that Loophole is going to close. Uh, and they've been saying it for like three or four months now. Oh, Google's going to close it. It's going to close this month. Um, when they do, then case raw. There's going to be black hats out there finding a way to uh, to get verifications again. Um, that's just just the way the way it is. Here's what my biggest issue is with selling that loophole. I can make a whole lot of money. I know a dude making $600 a day off of his maps. $600 a day. So why in the blue hell would you sell the method that you're using to get verifications? If only so you can get some quick cash uh, and then move on to the next thing. That's completely short-sighted to me. So uh, I had to talk with Angel Cruz about that just today, as a matter of fact. he's making He made a, a tool uh to his credit, he's charging us a lot of money, crap load of money to actually use it, but he automated it, uh, which, you know, which is fine. Uh, but he outed the method on his landing page. And I told him, you might as well just go make a landing page in Google Webmaster Tools Forum uh, and then sell your software there if you're just going to out the method because that's about how long it's going to last when somebody figures out that you took the time to automate it. Uh, so... Um, if you find a hack, if you find a loophole, and it's going to make you a shit ton of money, then keep your mouth shut get, or give it to your friends and tell them to keep their mouth shut. That way you, you shared it with someone else. You're not greedy. Uh, they're your friends, so you help them make some money and you bring them along with you. Uh, but don't sell it in a course uh, or don't give it away or don't automate it and then tell everyone in, on your sales page how you did it or what the process that you're using. Um uh, that's just dumb. Uh, 
so that's why everyone's saying it's going to close because there's more and more products coming out. There's more and more people selling the, the method. Um, I know people that are using it uh, the, in one particular ver or one particular verification method. Uh, it stopped working for like three or four days, uh, and then it started working again with gangbusters. And they just changed uh, some of the little minute details that they're doing, and it's still working. Uh, so I don't think uh, that it's going to close this month. Let's see the firm in UK. I am between things trying to figure out what I should do with the Amazon affiliate route or right now on YouTube videos. Do both. Uh, I'm starting a new couple new websites for Amazon affiliate. I kind of got into it a little bit, made a little bit of money, and then stopped um, because the platform I was using. I just it bothered me. Um, but I'm going to start another aff Amazon affiliate thing. What is really cool is if you do Amazon affiliate and you pick some products that you like at first. Um, that you know you might use, uh, aka like a drone. Let's say you want to buy a drone on Amazon and buy it through an unboxing video. There's some views right there for you. Um, or you don't even have to buy it on Amazon. Like, I'm gonna buy one at Best Buy here pretty soon. Uh, and I'll do an unboxing video and show it off and then put a link to the Amazon thing. So now you're kind of establishing that you're an affiliate and that you're gonna do uh, unboxing videos and then people start sending you stuff. Uh, to to review, so you can build your your uh, you can build your your audience. You can build your income, and you can get some free crap uh, to review. Or, or you can just buy it and use that as a business deduction. Because you know, I just bought this brand new stereo. I want to do an unboxing video so I can promote it. It's part of my business, so now my stereo is a write off. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I don't know if that's legal or not. You have to ask your accountant, but. Yeah, that's my let's see steve wants to sell t-shirts on the side that's another good one i actually looking at selling uh coffee mugs uh coffee mug t-shirts and some other crap uh if you guys know um, what's his name don wilson he's got that gear gear bubble thing uh and his girlfriend rachel created a course on how to do it and they're making some significant coins <laughs> uh you know they're the providers obviously but they're still selling uh, and making some good coin on there. So another five grand. Let's say I only make five grand a month from selling coffee mugs on, on Amazon. Well, that's five grand a month I didn't have before, right? Uh, so that's also a good option. Uh, Clint, if you're looking for affiliates, is the best place to run and find affiliates. Working on e-commerce models, something like MLM, but selling products. Uh, it depends on the affiliates you're targeting. If you're looking for super affiliates, you're going to need to just get out and network uh, going to those affiliate conferences. Uh, you can get a booth or you can just, you know, intermingle in the crowd and find out who the heavy hitters are. Uh, and then, you know, take them off, buy us some beers and say, hey, this is what I got. This is what I'm willing to offer affiliates, etc." cetera. Uh, if you're just looking for the standard run-of-the-mill uh affiliates who hop around from offer to offer especially in the online marketing market uh chris munch he's got an affiliate program or not an affiliate program but like an announcement system that does pretty good uh there's an email service jv notify i think is the name of it let me see if it's still around um jv notify pro um, that was pretty good. That's still around, and you can uh, put your stuff in there. That's when I do my launch for my course. Uh, I'm going to do it through JV Notify, Notify Pro. You just uh, pay them a little money, and they email like everyone on their list, and you kind of create a, an affiliates system. You don't have the emails and the videos and all that madness uh, ready for them so they can promote it for you, uh, and that's a good way to get some affiliates um, but again, if you're doing like e-commerce stuff, you really need to get into those groups, uh, specifically live conferences, go to affiliates summit, you know, East and West, et cetera, uh, and find those guys that are promoting that stuff because you'll get a, a better quality affiliate than, um, than the render run of the mill who just signs up to all of them. We'll throw some crap out there and see if it sticks and see if they make some money. Uh, you'll find someone who's going to go out and create a, you're going to find a Jeff Lenny, uh, 
versus a, a Clint Butler. So, you know, for, if I'm reviewing your e-product, I'm going to do a video, maybe make a post, rank it, and if I make money, great. If I don't, well, I got another post rank. Um, versus Jeff Lenny will build a whole website about it and, and knock it out. Uh, Eric Launchers. Eric has his, so Steven suggested why not Eric Launchers for a uh, co-host. Eric's got his own thing. He's got the traffic research, my traffic research. Um, he does a, I think it's monthly or weekly uh, uh, show as part of that program, to show off his stuff. Um, and I think hosts have to gel. Uh, and Eric and I have not had enough one-on-one um, -on -one, uh, to say whether I would gel with the guy, uh, especially for the long term. You know, we might keep, we might get on each other's nerves. We might be so far apart in the SEO um thought process that we get on each other's nerves so um but no doubt he would be uh, he would probably be a really good host i'm, I'm not really sure if i want to pull in another guru um someone who already has their own audience i'm sure it'll grow my traffic a lot faster uh it'll grow the audience faster if i pull in another guru but then it's just another guru so why not find someone who's kind of along the uh, in the same path that I am. They're out there doing it. But we're not famous. Uh, and we build together, and that builds us both more money at the same time. So that'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Eric, and that was just confirmed in the in the chat that, that Eric's course one is monthly. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. One more question in here. I live, I live in South East Asia, <laughs> I seem to agree, you know, our market where I could tap into some affiliate stuff. How do you identify which affiliate to choose? That's it. Here's what I tell you that a lot of the CPA networks do. They find out the method, the primary method of promotion for uh, that affiliate. And, and then they dictate how they want it, how they want to do it. So, for example, uh, if you go to the Commission Junction, uh, sign up for a Commission Junction account and look at some of the verticals and the methods in which they allow you to promote. Another way to do it is, um, oh, what is it? Oh, there's another one. Uh, let's see if I can think of it. Uh, I have it saved somewhere. Let's see. I'm looking, I'm looking. Purefly, there you go, Jesus. Going to Purefly, when you sign up, all the officers offers, uh, they tell you how you can promote. So if you're looking for SEO affiliates, then you, you know, that's, those are the people you want to target. You want to find people that are SEOs, right? If you're looking for people that can only promote your products on social media, and that's the only way you want them, your affiliates to do that, then you need to find the social media experts to, to be your affiliates. Uh, there's other products in there where the only way you can you can promote is uh, email, and you have to use your own established list. You can't go buy a list and spam. Uh, and those people, remember, now this is looking from the affiliate perspective. Those people actually go back and look that up uh, and try to figure out how you're sending them traffic. Uh, and then they look at your numbers, and if it's not quality traffic, then it's suspect, and then they don't pay you. Um, so keep that in mind when you are looking out for your affiliates, that that's another step that you're going to have to do. Dictate how you want to control your brand. Uh, and which will dictate which method you want these guys promoting uh, your products. If you don't care, then just, you know, everyone can promote. Uh, but if you do care and you want to control your branding and stuff, then maybe SEO uh, promotions might not be good for you, or you can limit the way SEO promotions are done. Uh, if you don't want your brand name fried, then you probably don't want people to do mass email with a cold email. Uh, because it, you know, eventually you start sending your own emails, and then you're hitting the spam boxes because because uh, of your affiliates. So uh, that's those are those are all concerns that you need to take into account when you're creating your affiliate stuff. Now, let's say you want, let's say you have a business, uh, you have an agency. Now we we're doing this at Over the Top SEO. We have an agency. 
Uh, we've built the model around it. We've built the staff. We built the SEO SOPs. Uh, we know how to take a site that is failing uh, and double its traffic. And recently, we just did this uh, for a website. I'll publish a case study on, on over the top about it. Uh, but it's a um, macro calculators is the keyword. It started off at number six. We got to number three, uh, but or number two now. Uh, and then we also doubled their traffic because the medic update hit them. Uh, and uh, we did that August, they got hit. And in January, their traffic was doubled. We got them back uh, for just the time for the New Year's. Um, so, and then with another site that had a manual penalty, <laughs> and this is pretty cool, it had a manual penalty. Uh, and I got the manual penalty lifted without removing one backlink. We didn't remove one. Uh, and I only disavowed the backlinks that were already dead anyway. Um, and, it, and, it, and we got it back. So that, that site went from 2.3 million visitors a month down to 150 when they got the penalty. Uh, and they got the penalty from just having a pattern in their backlinks that was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty obvious. We saw it when we took them on. Uh, but Google was letting them get away with it, so why not? And then someone reported them because when we started doing our stuff, we built them up from uh, 115,000 visitors a month to 2.3 million. Uh, and you piss some people off in that market when you do it that way and as fast as we did. Uh, so they get reported. Google hit them with the manual penalty, and we got it back uh, without removing one backlink. So those are the kind of things that we can do it over the top. So what we're looking for now is SEOs uh, that can sell SEO for one, uh, that can um, probably generate their own leads, uh, but they don't really want to do all the work. And we're not white labeling. So we want a franchise. We want to give you a business. Here's your business on a plate. You're over the top SEO now. You are a, that's your franchise. You can generate all the clients you want and you're going to have to deal with all 60 or 100 or 2,000 that you build. You're going to have to deal with them. We're going to rank them for you. We're going to do all the work for you. Uh, and, or we'll help you build your team uh, around you. So let's say you, you want to maintain a small operation. You want to have a business, but you just need some help knocking all that stuff out. We'll do all of that for you. Uh, and we might even throw some phone calls and leads your way. Uh, but you're going to be a franchise now. And the cool thing is it's, you know, based on the models and how you, how, you, how we do it, you might not even – you don't really have to pay as royalties. A tr traditional franchise model like that, you would pay royalties to use uh, the brand name. And all we're looking for is you to go out there and be a self-starter and get some sales um, and bring in some clients, and you get a percentage – of that every month and if we're doing all the work for you and all you just want to do is sales that's fine our team the pms that we we bring on they'll manage your clients they'll talk to your clients and all you did was sell them and you're done you're getting your residual so um that's another method for affiliate or franchising and that's um, what we did uh pure fire links getting blocked by antivirus software have you noticed that i haven't seen that um <clears throat> But antivirus softwares are getting really touchy these days, um, and they're looking for ad cookies and all that other stuff too. So, um, kind of take it with a grain of salt. It's just like when you buy a program that's not released through official or doesn't have all the um, standard uh, authors and all that all that other madness, and it's blacklisted for whatever reason, uh, or your antivirus software won't open it. Uh, and you know, it's just a matter of it being. Uh, uh you know triggering something i'll just bring that up to purefly and say look i tried it on four different machines uh four different versions of antivirus fired it off can you tell them to fix it and they'll because purefly doesn't get paid unless you get paid uh or unless you're generating offers and that's something that you know their vested interest in taking out so i check into that luke over there he's my affiliate rep and he's pretty good pretty responsive so check it out Let's see, Christopher Ramsey. Oh, talk about disavowing. Something still to be done. Let's be say no. I don't recommend using the disavow file unless you have a manual penalty. Uh, so why telling yourself is the way I look at it. 
However, comma, there are some cases, and it's been proven, where Panda is being passed from sites that are hit with Panda uh, through your backlinks. So what we do as a standard practice is to go to Link Research Tools, find everything that's labeled Toxic 3. Uh, if you know Link Research Tools, uh, you'll be able to find um, what Toxic 3 means, but basically it's just they're just crap. Uh, they're, they're not indexed, and they're probably penalized. So there's Toxic 3 and Toxic 1, uh, and we disavow those as a matter of course because typically – uh, those are passing Panda. Um, it's just what we found. Uh, Jimmy Kelly, if you follow him, he's got another list that has some of the more factors inside of link research tools, but we don't go that crazy with it. Uh, I just do the, do the toxic one. So it's no indexed or it's a known PBN network, I think is, uh, no, it's no indexed. And then the other one is known bad. Uh, so those two are the ones that we uh, use the disavow for. Otherwise, don't go in there and, and try to, quote, unquote, clean up your link profile uh, to and using the disavow. You, you don't have to do it. Um, and as long as if you are going to do it, use a tool like Link Research Tools. Cognitive, Cognitive SEO has another one. You can try it when it's a little bit cheaper. Um, but... Uh, Make sure that you're very, 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 very selective for doing it. If it's not indexed or the site has got malware on it um, and it just looks like crap, then go ahead and put it in your, your disavow file. But again, go back all the way back to when I started. Just because it's not indexed doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Uh, so you have to be uh, really careful of you know what you're doing because you're going to you could disavow your way into less traffic and rankings. Um, so if you're a novice, you don't know how to do how to how to auto backlinks, leave the disavow file alone until you get a manual penalty uh, and then address it then. Uh, and that's my recommendations. So you know Josh Josh Brzezinski says it doesn't do anything. Uh, well, you know, I have a client who's got a smile on his face because that's all we did was the disavow file. And it worked. This valve file and file their manual reconsideration request, and they're happy. So it does something. <laughs> All right. So I think that's it. If you guys don't have anything else, I'm going to close this out. Here twelve oh nine. I'd like to thank you for coming to episode one oh two again. I uh, appreciate your patience. This is why I developed this the show out to be something uh, a whole lot more, hopefully, uh, more entertaining. Uh, again, look out for the course. I already bought the brand name for it. That's going to be cool. You're going to like it. Uh, and then uh, look out for software. Uh, I'll be publishing that. That's probably going to be free um, just because not many people are going to buy it. And to such a pain getting it to where it is now. Um, I don't know that I want to hand it out. But more to the point, I just, you know, I think it, the tool that it's automating, Cora, obviously, is $250 a month. It's $225 if you use my uh, affiliate link. That's still, that's a significant amount of investment. And then to charge it, you some more for a software to automate it, which really at the end of the day is pretty simplistic. All I'm doing is using mouse clicks and tabs in Windows uh, to make it run for you all by itself based off of a CSV. Um, I might I might just give that away uh, because it's, you know, honestly, there's not, I think there's, Ted said there's maybe five people looking to automate it, but we'll see how it goes. But uh, And then I'm looking for some other software stuff. I'm playing with Zeno, going to make a citation builder, see how that works out. Zeno is complicated. Uh, but that's the plan. So thank you very much. Uh, and I hope to see you next week on episode 103. And this has been SEO This Week. <laughs>